Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to Brazuca Sounds, kind of an extraordinary episode celebrating the life of Gal Costa. Uh, sadly, she just passed away a couple days ago in November uh, 2022. I'm not a big fan of this episode's kind of a obituary, but there's one Brazilian singer who really deserves and needs an episode entirely dedicated to her life. It is Gal Costa, according to many people, the best Brazilian singer of all time, and for sure, she had a, such a magical and extraordinary voice. So in this special episode here is going to be very quick, five of her best albums. And on top of that, I'm going to reunite all the sound beats of previous episodes that I ever played here and talked about Gal Costa and her work. So it's going to be a combination of never released before, new content and some old content as well. So to start off these five albums, we're going to go from the beginning, 19. 69, the solo debut album of Gal Costa, self-titled. Right in the beginning of her career, Gal Costa was pretty much seen as a bossa nova singer, right? When she moved from Bahia to Rio de Janeiro, her first album is actually a duet with Caetano Veloso. And those two were pretty much just recording bossa nova songs very acoustically. Everything really changed with her first solo album. A couple years later, she really changed her style more or less as well. She became the queen of Tropicalia, right? The experimental rock movement. very political as well with many protest songs against the military regime that at that point just took over in Brazil. Uh, obviously this solo album of Gal Costa, it is very famously for being to put on shelves. It was recorded in 1968, only releasing 69 because in between one thing and the other, Caetano Veloso and Gilberto, you were sent to exile in London. 
because of their political views. So this album is very famous for two absolute great songs, Baby and Não Identificado, the two biggest hits of the album, written by Caetano Veloso. But I want to showcase here this other song on the background is Divino Maravilhoso, co-written by those two guys, Caetano and Gil. And as I said, it's a very, very political song. <laughs> Costa sings that you need to be attent and strong because we don't have time to be afraid of death. So it's a very straightforward message to the military regime that don't matter what they do. And Gal Costa was more or less this vessel for those two guys in her 1969 debut record, which is right very attached to the Tropicalia movement, so a lot of guitars, Gal Costa really sings uh, with a lot of power, a lot of Janis Joplin influences, but also with that delicate tone, right? That was the magical thing about Gal Costa. She could be like radical and so smooth at the same time and encapsulating, in my opinion, the entirety of that debut record of Gal Costa in 1969, that it became very, very famous. Phillips liked so much commercially that they decided to put out a second record at the end of the same year, 1969. That one is only called Gal. So as I said, this second record is called Gal, simply, but aka the Psychedelic album, right? Because of its cover, but because also, obviously, uh, Gal Costa was going with full force in this psychedelic movement, a lot of feedbacks in the guitar, uh, obviously, the biggest hit of the album is a cover version of País Tropical by Jorge Ben. But my favorite song on the album is this one on the background. Meu nome é Gal. My name is Gal. That is a song that probably encompasses the whole discography of Gal Costa, right? It's literally a song in her name, dedicated to her. It was written actually by Roberto Carlos and Erasmo Carlos, right? The godfathers of the Brazilian movement, Jovem Guarda. And this song was a request by the manager of Gal Costa at the time, Guilherme Araújo. And as I said, right, the album captures all the tensions and fears of the military regime. Uh, and Gal Costa ended up being herself alone as a spokesperson for the movement, the tropicalismo, the tropicalia movement, after uh, Gil and Caetano Veloso were sent to exile. It is an absolute marvelous of a song. <laughs> 
later on, uh, Gal Costa will again famously record two songs of Erasmo and Roberto Carlos in her fantastic live album, Fatal, from 1971, the songs Como Dois e Dois and Sua Estupidez. She was not much of a songwriter, right? She was more like a, a performer of songs. And obviously, uh, one of these main songwriters of the entirety of Gal Costa's career war, he was her city mate, uh, Caetano Veloso. an album that really didn't make any splash at the time. It was very controversial, actually, because of its cover, but it's also very controversial because it was a Gal Costa more experimental, uh, more or less. Uh, so now it became a, a cult status. A many international audience really like this particular album. India, especially because of its cover, very provocative, right? It's just like Gal Costa, Sean, with her red bikini a close-up in her crotch, uh, more or less. And obviously this album cover was censored by the time by the dictatorship in Brazil, was sold packaged in a dark blue wrapper so the public wouldn't see the cover of the album. And musically, this is the very first album that Gal Costa really tries to experiment a little bit more. She really... Uh, leaves her comfort zone. Uh, this particular song here is my favorite, Relance, written by Caetano Veloso, uh, with this repetitive rhythm, right? But also at the same time, it's very easy listening, super pleasant to listen to. Great song for dance floor. song is actually this short sentences where each verse has only two words. Uh, one word is more like an order and the second word is more like a request. So it is this playful of something protest in disguise, you know, because this is what the military regime at the time was all about. They would do a lot of requests, quote-unquote, but what they were really doing was actual order, right? What you should uh, do. So I really like this particular song lyrically because I feel kind of it's very smart, but also uh, musically, right? The melody is super clever combination of funk music and Bayon, this northeast folklore type of music, uh, very experimental at some point as well. And to me, uh, despite all that, is the most Brazilian uh, of it all, of all Gal Costa records. You can really feel like some Brazilian influences. And also, as I said, right, re regained uh, recently a cult status being reissued by the English label Mr. Bongo, and many songs on this record was also sampled by international artists such as Madlib and Kei Tranada. 
And right after this particular album, she decided to go a little bit back in time. This is the song Barato Total. It is the opening of the 74 record. It's written by Gilberto Gil. Like a lot of swing and this central message where everything that we really wanted to do it is just to leave, to enjoy life without any preoccupations. In 74, Gil and Caetano Veloso were already back from their exile, but nothing was really better uh, politically in Brazil. And I think this song is marvelous, very clever lyrics as well. She repeats all the time, when we are happy, it doesn't matter if it's cold or hot. Maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense in English, but in Portuguese, that is a song that I really like to sing all the time, right? Quando a gente está contente, tanto faz o quente, tanto faz o frio. Quando a gente está contente, tanto faz o quente, tanto faz o frio, tanto faz. Que eu me esqueça do meu compromisso com isso e aquilo que aconteceu dez minutos atrás. Dez minutos atrás de uma ideia já... And obviously this syllabic words as well, right? This la 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 la. It's so iconic in Brazilian music history. And if you have a child, for instance, I totally recommend to play for him, a baby, because they're absolutely gonna love it, those la 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 la. And as I said, right, this entire record, despite this particular song is a little bit more uh, funky, it was an odd to boost and of uh, the album was produced and had the musical direction of Caetano Veloso, which turned the good old bossa nova into something modern and contemporary music. But unfortunately, the music critics at the time really didn't like it. This album really bombed uh, in Brazil because they accused the album of being a little bit nostalgic. And But over time, just like India Kantar uh, regained some kind of a cult status, now everybody kind of likes the album. Uh, I always did. I always feel like it's the poppy album of Gal Costa with some very experimental acoustic tunes as well. This other one here, Lua Lua Lua. Absolutely love this song. It's a very short uh, lyrics, also written by Caetano Veloso, and this is really showcase her voice to the fullest. Uh, so this is the record Cantar, and the last of the five records that I want to showcase to you here, guys. We're gonna go a little bit further in time, 1979, her album Gal Tropical. Eu vi o menino correndo Eu vi o tempo 
Brincando ao redor do caminho daquele menino Eu pus os meus pés no riacho So, after two missteps commercially, right, India and Kantar, they didn't sell a lot of records. After the year 1977, she really picked up because a lot of soundtrack of soap operas really liked Gal Costa and she really became more poppy. So, Gal Tropical from 79 is Gal Costa's second gold record. She released two consecutive gold records. And as I said, this plays this pop appeal, despite the fact this song in the background was more like a ballad, right? Força Estranha, one of the greatest hits of the entirety of Gal Costa's career, again, written by Caetano Veloso. Por isso uma força me leva a cantar Por isso essa força estranha My tip here is if you really want to understand Portuguese or try to learn Portuguese as a beginner, this particular song, Força Estranha, is a very nice way to start. Gal Costa sings every word uh, with very easily ways for people who don't understand the language to comprehend. So go after Força Estranha from her 1979 album Gal Tropical, which, by the way, there is a second version of a song that I already showed you here, Meu Nome É Gal. So, Meu Nome É Gal, right? The classic song from 1969, here in a version of 10 years later, in a more poppy, funky version. Uh, and this is pretty much ends this first part of this podcast, the original content, uh, and from now on, I'm just gonna replay some of the shows already recorded in the past, starting with the Brazuca Sounds number 23, where I talk about the best albums of 1971, right, completing uh, 50 years uh, a year ago, and obviously, a Gal Costa album was included, her magnum opus live album, Fatal a Todo vapor. Quando você me ouvir chorar, tente não cante, não conte comigo. So this is the live album by Gal Costa, Fatal, A Todo Vapor, one of the first double albums in Brazilian music history. The album was very rushed by the record label. Uh, the tour started in November. The album was put out in the stores in December of 1971. It was really a spirit of the time, like a post-Tropicalia symbol. Brazilian dictatorship already took off. Many artists being exiled. Uh, the first part of the show is very melancholic. It is just Gal Costa and her acoustic guitar. Like this song here, for instance, Como Dois e Dois, written by Catano Veloso, 
as a gift to Roberto Carlos, who recorded that song also in 1971. Very much inspired by João Gilberto, which, according to the legend, went to a bunch of the shows of the tour, and also according to an interview that Gal Costa gave earlier this year, 2021, to the newspaper Folha de São Paulo, she asked João Gilberto what he liked the most about the concert at the time, and he said something like, the rock part, and she always wondered why, and it was perhaps João Gilberto implicitly telling her that Gal Costa did not play the guitar very well. And, and by rock part, the second part was more like potent. It was more like a rock and roll band, more like a Janis Joplin kind of vibe. A really jazz rock power trio conducted by the anonymous hero guitar player of Brazil, Lenny Gordon. Album, this recording is, is very live. There's no overdubs. You have a feeling of a real live event, almost like a bootleg of sorts. One of the songs here, Hotel das Estrelas, look at this part, you can really hear kind of a feedback noise, very, very strong. And this transition was really made by the song Vapor Barato, written by Jades Macalé, became really a countercultural anthem in Brazil. It starts very acoustically. Assim, eu estou tão cansado, mas não para dizer. It is a very hippie song. The name of the song, Vapor Barato, the cheap vapor, really refers to the marijuana's smoke. It's pretty much a diss on the military government at the time. And it's kind of amazing that this song was never actually censored by the dictatorship at the time. That was Gal Costa said in this same interview to the Folha de São Paulo newspaper. I was having a career during censorship where nobody really censored me. It was like they were not paying much attention after Caetano and Jill had left the country in exile. This record today is considered one of the most impactful live albums of Brazilian music history, but on October 1971, the opening night of the tour of Fatal, on the newspaper Correio da Manhã from Rio de Janeiro, an article appeared with the headline Songs Changed, but the show is old and bad. And that only shows how uh, perceptions only change uh, through time. And that is what it says in the opening sentence of that article. 
Gal Costa sang all the songs that she knew. However, it didn't seem like she knew how to. There was no emotion. Everything seemed improvised. It's a very, very critic article, as you can see. And then he finally concludes. It was not possible to talk to Gal after her show. Her entourage, at least, works very well. But we know that she can only say something through Caetano, Jill. So most likely she had nothing to say. <laughs> very, very harsh. Of course, this was the opinion of only one uh, journalist. Many other articles and journalists, even at the time in 1971, really praised this live album record of Gal Costa today is pretty much considered one of the best live albums of Brazilian music history. And it's always one of those lists of top 50 Brazilian albums of all time. So this content was taken originally from Brazuca Sounds 23. And to finish it off this special episode about Gal Costa, we're gonna go all the way back to Brazuca Sounds number two, recorded almost two years ago, where I talk about the queen of riches in the Brazilian music, Clara Nunes, Maria Bethânia, and obviously Gal Costa. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. As we can tell, the Gal Costa version of Dois Fevereiro is way different from the one from Maria Bethânia. It's funkier, has more like a commercial instrumentation. By the way, Antonio Adolfo is on keyboards, Paulinho Braga is drummer. Paulinho is outstanding drummer. He's a guy playing drums on the seminal version of Waters of March by Tom Jobim and Elise Regina, for instance. And as I mentioned earlier, this song, Dois Fevereiro, is written by Dorival Caymmi, and no wonder, this entire record of Gal Costa is made of her singing Caymmi songs. Dorival Caymmi was from Bahia, and he composed and recorded songs about Afro-religions in Bahia by the hundreds. His version of Dois Fevereiro, for instance, is of course way different. It's just like Dorival and his acoustic guitar. It's a song from 1959. Just a little snippet here. Dia 2 de fevereiro Dia de festa no mar Eu quero ser o primeiro Pra salvar e manjar. So Gal Costa recorded in 76 her record singing Dorival Caymmi songs. But my favorite tune is this one, Rainha do Mar, the Queen of the Sea, a tribute to guess who? Yemanjá. Minha 
And what a voice she has, Ray.、Uh, João Gilberto even once said, "You're the greatest singer in Brazil." To which Gal Costa responded with a big smile, "Of course I am. I sing just like you do." It's just funny because João Gilberto was not a man of many compliments. But anyway, Gal Costa came a little late in her Afro-religion approach. The record is from '76, as I said before. And by the way, during the '70s, Gal Costa was really going down in popularity. All those records, India, Cantar from '74, they really bombed among Brazilians at the time. Were considered too commercial, too happy. All these records became more like a cult following. Only in recent years, and all of that because Gal Costa was very associated with the Tropicalia movement, right? Which was more political and intellectual and all that. Her first three records is where she's more、uh, recognized, especially internationally. Songs like Baby. Baby. Pena by Jorge Ben, País Tropical. So recording Caymmi and turning to Canomblé was Gal Costa really reconnecting with her roots, but especially her homeland of Bahia after many many years living in Rio de Janeiro. This song is called "Web Baiana," written by Caetano Veloso for her '78 record "Agua Viva." It's more like "What's up, Baiana?" It's more like a "You're still from Bahia, girl." And especially after her reunion with the collective Os Doces Barbados and Maria Bethânia, she really got into Candomblé. During a tour in '76, Gal and Bethânia had been found in possession of Podipemba, for instance, which is a natural chalk powder used to adorn the bodies of Candomblé initiates. And as many people were ignorant to offer religions, it was associated to illegal drugs such as cocaine. When is really something available in any shop for religious good in Bahia? So you're no mistaken, Brazilians are very ignorant to offer religions too. Last year, Gal Costa turned 75, and I was reading an interview where she gladly acknowledged Yansa, the Queen of Winds, as her spiritual guide. She even wears a bunch of bracelet guys. These days, also more recently in '92, there are several vignettes in her record、uh, written by Maimininia, which was a leader figure in Candomblé, a mother of saint, a person who conducted baptisms in the religion. She was responsible for introducing Betania and Gal Costa in Candomblé. So this song was written by Mãe Menininha herself, the spiritual leader. 
And My Menininha, something like Mother Little Girl, was also the theme of a quintessential Brazilian song written by Kesu, Dorival Caymmi, and recorded majestically by Maria Bethânia and Gal Costa as a duo, live in São Paulo for the Fono 73, uh, a festival put together by the Phonogram label, and then later on released as a three volumes records. It cannot be better than that. Gal Costa and Maria Bethânia singing together, Oração a Mãe Menininha. That was a wrap for today's folks, the special episode celebrating the life of Gal Costa, who sadly passed away a couple days ago. She was 77 uh, years old. The marvelous Maria da Graça Pena Costa, or shortly called Gal Costa. Don't forget to rate this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, I'm including some of these songs on our continued playlist on Spotify called Brazuca Sound Soundtrack Podcast. Thank you for listening all. Bye-bye.